How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is the Sound of Succession podcast with Jamie East and Chris Bender is part of the Dragon Cast. Series where we talk about the best TV shows in the world. HBO, please don't sue us. You know what to do? Like and subscribe. Ah, fuck off. Welcome, welcome to the Sound of Succession. I'm Jamie East. And I am Chris Bandle. And uh, you were joining us at very early. I think this is our earliest record yet. On a bank holiday Monday. Earliest um, episode ever. We just had to... We wanted to get something out early because of the bank holiday, because a lot of people will be watching this episode mm-hmm. early. Exactly. Because we've all, most of us have got the day off. Um, well, we'll still be, still be... After we finish saluting our king. Um, after, yes. I'm, I'll be saluting the whole time. Uh, we're on just out of pure national pride. I know. Did you watch any of the coronation? I saw, uh, did I, I, I saw our king get crowned whilst I was in a, an atrium cafe waiting for my son to finish his drama class. And just at the moment that, um, the crown was lowered onto his head, some daft woman stood up, walked over, took in front of the television to take a photograph of it with her phone. <laughs> so Great. That's, that's gonna be my everlasting life once um i did I, I watched it for the it was it was kind of interesting to watch i'm not a royalist by any stretch of the imagination but it was yeah it's kind of one of those things where oh okay uh, I, I was I, I was alive when this happened kind of thing then yeah I the, the concert last night was pretty appalling though right i didn't see any of it uh didn't even Stop. see anyone talking about the concert um, you frankly. dodged a bullet. You dodged a bullet. Um, it but was... yeah, we didn't yeah. didn't watch that. I saw some of the coronation on the screen in the lobby of a Hilton hotel because I was in Canterbury for the weekend oh. at a, f- uh, a family wedding. Oh wow! Oh good. Uh, well, it was like a sort of yeah. It's my my brother's my brother's in laws at that side of the family. We were in. We were just there for the do. 
So we were sort of to and fro in during the day and went through the lobby of the Hilton and saw about four seconds of the coronation. It looked fine. You got the whole gist of it. Got the whole gist of it. Speaking of king making. Oh, good segue. Good segue. Check that out. That was all about, that was all happening in this episode of Succession. We had the tailgate party, kind of like an election night um, yes, the polls do, were t- uh, ten hours. Ten hours before the polls were due to open, uh, before yeah. the, before the voting was allowed to open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of a, yeah a weird. Normally weird in the UK, <laughs> in the UK you have election night parties. Maybe it's because they're all mm-hmm. work, they're all they're all probably working on election night. I guess, which is why Tom probably yeah. And I I think also isn't the yeah it's the celebrating the beginning of. The, the voting, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I guess because they do elections do take a lot longer for them to tally up, and they all they're all done differently, sort of in certain states, aren't they? It's all quite still a complicated. Very even after even after all the furore of the twenty twenty, I still don't really understand the whole college vote system and blah blah blah. Oh it's, it's, it's pretty complicated. One of those things that when you see it written <clears throat> down, I had to learn a little bit about it when I was studying uh, when I did my journalism qualification. We did British. Nice British drop first there. Post. I don't know if anyone else caught that. Uh, Chris has got a journalism qualification. NCTJ qualified, baby. But you do learn a bit about politics. And it, I remember what I learned about US voting is that when you see it written down, how it works, it just blows your mind that someone thought, this is a good way to decide something this, this important. This is a simple black and white way of working out who should lead, be the do leader you, of the free Do you know, world. like... <laughs> Sometimes if someone is explaining like a game show to you, that either you've not watched or it's in like Quizzle Norway. Sticks. Yeah, sticks. and they're like, it's really straightforward. So every narc has a blue gun <laughs> and every three times, except when it happens five times, it goes over yeah. here and you're uh, like, who came up with this? I, anyway, am, I am that with every board game ever. Yeah. Like every, I, 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 Uno, I get the gist of it. I'm not interested in, in, the, in the intricacies of it. Um, but yeah, um, so okay, right. We are, we are, we are, uh, we are waffling a bit. So let's get. There was, you said just before the, um, before we hit record that lots of individual bits were really, really interesting. Yeah, you weren't, you weren't kind of blown away by the whole arc of it. Is that yeah? Safe to so say? I think I'm going to just come out the blocks and say it. Go on. Not, not my favorite episode. My okay. least favorite episode of the season. I think it's one of the weaker episodes it felt- say, generally on, on the whole i think yeah. save for obviously there's amazing character moments not denying yeah. people smashed it but um yeah it was kind of felt like going through the motions a bit you know you sort felt- of know the general layout of where this episode is going to go mm. i think it was a regroup it's mm. kind of set us up for the for the final trimester of of episodes. Mm. I think the final kind of trilogy of episodes. I think the, let's go through the main kind of heartbeats. Were Matson is kind of exposed a little bit as a bit in a bit of an emperor with no clothes. Um, mm-hmm. Tom is in all sorts of trouble with his job. He's clearly no one wants to keep him at top of ATN. ATN as yeah. a kind of whole just seems to be absolutely just despised yeah. by both sides. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the big, you know, the big showdown between 
Shiv and Tom was the obviously the emotional kind of uh, outstanding emotional heartbeat of it. But yeah, it was it was it was pretty good in terms, like you say, yeah, lots of individual kind of really scenes to kind of salivate over, but yes. not not huge development in terms of. Oh, oh, sorry, other than the fact, like the final bit with between Frank and Ken. It's you know the curtain is pulled back and we, yeah, we see yeah. we see what the final gameplay is going to be and that is going to be that Ken is going to try and just take the whole thing for himself and yeah. buy Gojo. Yeah, so we got a tease of this in the preview, which we watched on last episode last week. Reverse pod, Viking. Reverse Viking is actually damaged Gojo. It? I in think the- we we might have guessed. Did we guess it? I don't I think- know. I was a little shocked when I saw it. So. They want to make Gojo so shit that they can acquire it. Mm. Not because they understand the business, not because they want to add this to their portfolio, purely just out of spite, out of, you know, it's... Yeah. I saw a lot of this episode, There was a, it was a very sort of Jurassic approach to business, which was like, I'm going to eat you because you might eat me. Like, there's yeah. a lot of, like, you know, looking after oneself on, on pure principles. They don't want they don't want Gojo at all. They don't want to have to deal with the subscriber fallout where it turns out that they uh Lucas has doubled the amount of people that it's are subscribing in India. Yeah. Packing peanuts. Yeah, they don't want to have to peanuts. actually yeah. they haven't got a way of dealing with that. They haven't got a strategy. They just think, well, we want we want to get rid of you. We don't like you. Yeah, I um, think acquire, acquiring Acquiring Gojo is the only real way that they'll get rid of Matson in in the eyes of the. It's board just to and, fuck him over, right? Yeah. You you love this thing. I'm going to take it off you and break it. Well, I saw and- it. As a, I saw it as a plan B after Ken realised that the the. Um, oh, I see. I, I, I saw it as a kind of like right. He, he scrabbled around a bit, and this was his next play because he originally, he originally trying to get rid of Matson by through the regulatory. That was the whole kind of thing with Shiv, Roman, and and Ken kind of going off and schmoozing the the forty tastemakers and mouthpieces of the nation. Mm. Um, and when that failed, when Nate basically, you know, there was that great. Oh, in fact, here, this is what happened. Don't play hall monitor with me, bro. Right? I know you. I know who you are, my friend. I don't know what you think this is. I'm not Gil. You're not Logan. That's a good thing. So yeah, we saw a, a slight return from Nate. And that was the moment where he realized that actually, you know, everyone else has moved on. Everyone else has mm-hmm. seized Logan's death as an opportunity to to wipe the slate clean. Whereas Kendall's very much kind of like, the slate's still filthy. It's just that I'm in yeah. charge of the slate now. Um, yeah. So I saw the whole Matson play is him kind of like right that's clearly not going to work how else can I get rid of this guy given the fact I've just had a stand up very weird argument with him in um <clears throat> yeah. in front of everyone yeah the vibes at this party it was uh, you know everything did get quite deranged as the evening went on and everyone mm. was drinking more of Tom's uh, don't call it German German wine <laughs> uh the fizz is sophisticated yeah, yeah it started off, you know, we saw the, the opening, it was everyone arriving, paparazzi getting out of their town cars, you know, it's all kind of very glitzy. And then by the end, everyone is arguing, shouting at one another, um, people are having, the coat room seemed to be 
I mean, people say the kitchen is where these parties pop off. The coat room was where all the deals were Amazing. happening. There were also far more than 40 coats in there. I don't know, the set designers, I don't know if you had a look at that. The, 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 yeah. There were like, what, 40 people in that house? You all could have There were at least 150 coats in there. Maybe I just loved just that they, they were sort cleaning. of like, not just in rows, there was like a sort of interior corridor of coats, yeah, which I just... great. If you were a kid and you like running around in coat rooms... Oh, Ab- that would be absolutely great. So, yeah. Who, <laughs> yeah, there's 1% as Narnia in there. Yeah, um, yeah I, I just thought, so just to get back to some of my kind of criticisms, was kind of like, I just felt the show relies on the same mechanisms to work. And that's fine. Like, we love succession. But yeah. I felt like the the feedback loop was kind of, I just wasn't getting as much. Like, I also think oh. first. Real time, I think there's a real Logan-shaped hole in this because it's kind of fun to watch everything falling apart. But when you have Logan, there was always this sense that there was an adult in the room. And now there yeah. isn't. It does yeah. feel a little, um, yeah, just a, a bit kind of, I, I'm going to say aimless at times. We're not, we're not, we're not succession shill. By any stretch. We're not affiliated I, with HBO. We're not affiliated with HBO. Um, and But look, we're not. I I I I thought more of it than you, which is mm. I, I take what you say. I just I just always saw it as a bit of a regroup and had mm. to kind of like almost put the whole dad's dead thing to bed, so to speak. Even though we did have that like that bit at the beginning where it's like this. I just came from seeing Pop out again. Yeah. Oh, any change? Looking good. Yeah. Woke up on the right side of the coffin today, boy. <laughs> <laughs> just a just a little reminder that that breakfast meeting where they had the best table in the best breakfast place in Manhattan. Yeah. No one ate or drank a thing, and it lasted for at least ninety seconds. Um, do you think they yeah. had to pay for that table? Oh my god, yeah. I wonder if people that rich just have a constant like. Just uh, we have that table on. Just charge us a month, a yeah, monthly fee, probably. But we just got a little reminder from Connor that the the the, the, the funeral is looming, and it sets up looming. Yeah. That, yeah, again, like prepping. So the, I, I just there was that thing I put up on Twitter that someone had mm. spotted the titles of the show of the episodes. Um, so we think that next week is the election. And episode nine is the funeral. Yes, you did share that. That's very, very interesting. Thanks uh, to Mad Bambi for spotting that. So, so Connor, it, the detail I loved in this, Connor has been visiting, uh, checking in on Logan's body, and like, none of the kids have. Which is the thing you do. Yeah, yeah. It's the thing, this is, is that, the thing that people do do. You go and you know if, if you're in, looking after the. Well, I guess. Connor has a bit more time on his hands than most of us. Um, but he was yep. very interesting this episode. He, we found out mm. that he was almost getting towards 3 to 4% to the point yeah. where he was becoming a potential problem for Menken. For Menken, yeah. He, he needed that. Jared Menken, not Alan Menken, as I <laughs> misnamed <laughs> a few weeks ago. Yeah, so, so some things worked. Maybe it was the, uh, the wedding with the brass band. Um, but it was, yes... It put Connor in, in a weird position of power over Roman for the first time mm. and allowed like one of my favorite moments was was the was the Connor bite back. So so just talk about that. So he, he became a problem for Menkin. Menkin thought to himself, right, if this guy just fucking concedes, they will all 
Connor's probably more right than left. Um, mm. They'll all fall to Mencken's wayside. And he wanted that to happen before votes opened so that people voted for Mencken rather than him just drop out and those votes just get washed away, I presume. Yes. Um, yeah, I think. And then, so and Connor gets a bit of a taste of like, oh, okay. This is, he, he seemed as though he kind of expected it. Um, mm. But then they were just like arguing over the, the most ludicrous kind of like ambassador. Was it, what were they offering him? Like an ambassador yeah. role? Mencken's like team that? offered him an ambassadorial position to <laughs> a country. And, you know, this is the, the brilliant thing about Connor. And I think the thing that is so true to someone like that. He gets offered a job he is unqualified for, and yeah. he wants one of the countries in the top 10 GDPs South in the Korea world. With nukes. He's like, yeah, I don't want anything that doesn't have nukes. <laughs> D- doesn't want, what, they offered him like... Mogadishu. <laughs> yeah. He got, offered, he got offered Mogadishu at first, then it was Oman. In a, com- in a compound. He got offered, Oman was the compound where, Oman, will, where it asked, above, will it, it be above, above ground? ground? <laughs> and the house they were going to stay in was called the Pearl of Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> so there were flashes of brilliance. <laughs> it was, and I, it's funny. Like he's always been the joke, but it, it just kind of it does feel. I I think I said on um, season three, I was like Connor being a politician, like they're trying to do a Trump thing, and yeah. they didn't. They did something so much smarter, which is someone who thinks he might be the next Trump, yeah, and isn't. But everything does hit with him. Yeah. Everything about Willa being like, all my family like hate Mencken and Connor being like, look, we just, he doesn't even know why he wants to go, but it's just that proximity to power is just, just more than. It's the sense that he, there was a glimmer of people taking him seriously. Mm. That's what it was, I think. Was yeah, like, oh, that's, that's I've, it. I've, it's, yeah. I've got a little seat. I've got a tiny little seat at the table. It's right at the yeah, end. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's got a bag of crisps and a Coke. I'm not, but I'm at the table nonetheless. And I got, what I felt about that whole thing was that I think it was showing that Willa has got what she deserved. Yeah. What she, she, you know, be careful what you wish for. Yeah, you've got all the money. Yeah, you've even now got a bit of power, but you're, at the, the Pearl of Arabia compound in Oman and all of your family are going to hate that you sold your soul, not only for Connor's hand in marriage, but that he's now sold to Mencken, you know. That was yeah, and Willa, Willa, you know, there's an element of her being like, well, what's he going to do? Divorce me. Like, yeah. I'm going to speak up for this. You need me. You've got your first lady now. And this is what, yeah. it, and I love that because it's really discreet. You know, they've not been in, they, I don't think they were even in last episode, last week's episode. No, they weren't. They, no. they use Willa very smartly. And I think two things, she's developed very discreetly into like a very smart, fascinating person on the show. She was a punching yeah. bag. She's now in a position where she's got quite a lot of capital. She's got quite a lot of power. Mm-hmm. The other person that I was really intrigued by this week was Greg. Yeah. Why? Firstly, we go in and we see him lay off, I don't know what, like a hundred people at ATN. <laughs> Here we go. This was, this was great. There's no easy way of, of doing this. I've done this a couple of times this week and sometimes honestly it just makes me cry. <laughs> it's, it was, it was, it was like the, the sadder version of uh, Kerry's audition tape, wasn't it? Yeah, it was awful. You know, and, and Tom's thing, even when he's being like, you know, the corporate, bastard he still goes oh it makes me so upset like he's so wet 
So he gets Greg to do the layoffs. Greg yeah. reads off the script. Now, I've been in those calls. I'm sure you've been in those calls in any yeah. media company where they go, mm-hmm. oh, guys, the only way we can move forward as a company is to get rid of all of you and terminate all of you and, and, and yeah. like all the people that are like seven months pregnant, you're going to get yeah. laid off. And so oh, think about yeah, how they, hard this is for the company. Won't we've you? looked at every option. And this by the way, the your passwords no longer work. We've yeah. just, yeah. yeah. When shortly, very brief aside on this, when shortlist closed, which was in 2018, mm-hmm. it literally came out of nowhere. Right. Oh, I remember. And yeah, it was actually, yeah, really. Strange. I, there was a meeting put in at, we got in, we usually got in at 9.30. There was a meeting put in for like 11. Mm-hmm. I was not in that morning because I went to a screening of the film, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Which is the Melissa McCarthy one. So the plot of this film, if you haven't seen it, I'm just going to tell you the overarching idea. Melissa McCarthy plays a writer who is past her prime and she can't get work. So she starts selling forged letters from notable authors, right? That's right. Claiming they're real, she starts making a ton of money and it gets a bit hairy. The whole idea of this film is really about a writer from another era trying to find their relevance in a world that doesn't want them. And I'm sitting there in the screening at 9.30am with my filter coffee, with my nice job in a magazine thinking... Man, Life I'm so lucky I'm doing my job in this era and I'm not one of these people that, you know, is, is like st- from a bygone era is trying to find work. Leave the screening, go to the office. Everyone is on the pavements, on their phones, crying. And they're like, they just closed the magazine. And I was like, I didn't hear the announcement because I was too busy going to a film, watching this ha- basically play out a generation ago. Oh my All God. of which is to say, these calls are awful and greg yeah. did what all of them do which is read off a script show yeah. no remorse and mm-hmm. get the fuck out of there yeah um and i thought that's just a funny huh cousin greg's a complete corporate like shill or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah but we yeah. saw it play off because when he was trying to like hang out with lucas at the party they were sort of impressed with uh as they called him the slim reaper uh, his uh, his apparent doofusness mixed with yeah. his ability to stab you in the back, and I thought that is really like interesting for for Greg. Suddenly, yeah. he's kind of parrying with the big dogs, and he's being blasé about laying off all these poor people. Um, well, he got, so I thought um, that was very very interesting. Yeah, I didn't get that from that scene. I just thought that I thought that they were still taking the piss out of him, Oscar and Lucas. Like yeah. Oscar was Oscar was being a dickhead. Oscar was stoned on edibles. Ebba was yeah. just like fuming in a brutal yeah. Scandinavian yeah, yeah. way. I think um, Greg could thought, be useful to them in a way that none of the other Roy family uh, members are. <laughs> maybe maybe he'll be off at ATN by Lucas. I could see him just joining some corner of Lucas's company and just getting a big payout. The other thing I could equally see is by next week, he has completely shoved that foot in his yeah. mouth and fucked things up for himself. But I'll tell you who else played a blind in this episode. We didn't see a lot of her, but Jerry. Oh, that was a great scene. It was I great, am sad that there's a feeling that she's winding down on the show, but mm. I love that she decided that this firing was going to stick. You know, yeah, Roman- she could quite easily have just taken, well, well I think she's just, 
I think she has clearly just been playing this game all along. She's she's kept everything. She's kept her own counsel, and she's just she said it all there in like literally one breath, didn't she? I'm coming. At, I've got I've got crisis kind of like PR people. Reputation side, management. Reputation management. I've got this. I've got that. I'm coming after you for hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, and you, and if you say anything untoward about me over the next five years, I will unleash a torrent dick peach. She's smart. Dicks. I think, uh, you know, I don't think she's a, you know, she's clearly no fool. I think this does feel, this has been ever since Logan died. I think this has been the play. I think she's, she's figured out, look, these kids are, f- are morons. Yeah. They're never going to look out for me. Yeah. They're never going to, all I can do is get the deal through. And then I think when Roman sort of turned on her last episode, she realized like, I'm going to have to get my nukes out. These people, the, the C-suite, you know, people think of them as sort of quite pushovery. They are some of the most connected people in corporate America. They are all, it's easy to forget, you know, we saw Carl with his Greek island. They're all multi, multi millionaires in their mm. own rights. You know, they, even though they're like number two or number three, they're still, like you say, top of the tree in terms of corporate America. But at the end, Frank, Frank, very quickly, was like, Ken, I'm not listening, yada, yada, yada. I'm not listening, I'm not listening. Okay, I'm in. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about Kendall. Uh, he now is even pushing Shiv and Roman out. Yeah. And I, I think he's sort of starting to understand something that Lucas understands something that uh, Logan understood, which is it's actually not about planning one win. It's about planning 50 wins and hoping that two of them Land. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucas kind of, we saw the, the we really saw the, the mask slip because it turns out he's been, you know, bluffing his numbers, but he seems utterly nonplussed about it because I think he's like, look, I make shit up. Sometimes things work. Sometimes they don't. Mm. Law of averages, I win. And I think the kids don't really understand that. I thought Lucas actually just, I thought he just exposed, I didn't see that confidence in him at all. I thought he panicked, you know, his whole demeanor change. Yeah. Skarsgård played a blinder again. Is so plays him so, so well. He just really embodies that thing and when when Shiv kind of said to him and he was like oh you mean India he kind of his whole posture kind of changed and yeah but I think he I think he knows that he's kind of screwed and the whole kind of like swagger which is why he came out swinging for Kendall when they had that that kind of set set to mm. in the kind of lounge I think he's a lot more hurt than a lot more wounded by ever because he was like yeah. he he's he's expected it you know, when, yeah. when Shiv cornered him, he was like, oh, Eber, Oscar, which one was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well, that's the thing knew. I thought was interesting was when she said, look, I know about the numbers. And he's like, did Eber tell you what Oscar? Like, even Oscar's yeah. probably been blabbing about it. But I guess <clears throat> yeah. the reason he seems so rattled is this is the first time we've really seen him out of his comfort zone. Like, he's in yeah. their patch. Yeah. Um, which I and think he's, is well, probably... He's kind of like, oh, what is it? What is it? oh, it's just money and gossip. It's just money. I get mm. it. I get it. It's like... Yeah, almost, yeah, yeah. It's quite quite autistic in his approach to, to how he does things and he's like yeah. he's, oh, I see, oh I see I just if I'm nice to them mm. uh, which is which is ironic because he took the mick out of Shiv a couple of episodes where he's like ah so if I give them more money then the deal mm. goes through like, and she, now he's like oh I get it I just have to be nice to these people and they yeah. do nice things for, I, oh oh that's kind it of it was very clever as well I thought just the pure like fashion turning up in that sort of gold 
bomber jacket. Like he Gold leather, yeah, leopard skin bomber. Kind jacket. of, yeah, it was almost like crocodile skin or something. And it was like uh, just, he, a, just a quick shout out to the Instagram account uh, Succession in Fashion. Do you, oh, do you, fo- do you follow this? this? No, no, I'm going right, to follow so, them oh, now. Oh my god, it's amazing! So they get they they go through every single outfit that every single person wears and tells you where it's from and what brand it is and how much it costs. Like from sunglasses to jumpers to everything. And what's really interesting is Matson's stuff is all really cheap. He just kind of like wears like, well, relatively cheap. So like right. he wears like Adidas tracksuits and yeah, Falk, yeah, yeah. Falk, Falk Ravken. What's that? What's that brand? Oh, Falk, back, back, back. The, with the Fox yeah, yeah. logo. All of that, yeah, all of that, knit, all of that knitwear on top of the mountain was from that. And they're like $150 a jumper. Whereas like yeah. Kendall's, Kendall's is all like $9,000 cashmere. Oh, this is great. Yeah. So Matson was in Adidas track pants. For the air. Jerry Alexander McQueen, Shiv, yeah, it's, it's great. Ralph Lauren. Wow! Oh, this is brilliant. It's such a oh, good Instagram account. This Thoroughly is interesting. Uh, cousin Greg at the uh, retreat was wearing Uniqlo. There you go. He starts. I would, I would wear that. Fifty oh, quid. Right. Love. Okay, this I, uh, is great. So yeah, if anyone listening who wants to watch it follow is Succession Fashion. Yeah. Um. And oh, they said no. They don't do interviews. That's a shame. It's you know, you'd imagine a lot of journalists would be like, "It's probably someone on the staff." To be fair, oh, I love that. Well, it must be surely it's, they they get it up pretty quickly. You know, it's quite also yeah. How would you like? Yeah, how else would you know? Okay, that's really interesting. Um, no, I thought this episode generally was you know this this the political stuff is is sort of constantly in the background. Um, that's why we had Nate come back, who was Shiv's fling. Was she having an affair with him in season one? It was really clever bringing him back because it did two things. It, it undermined Ken's plan for kind of like doing the deal and, hey, we'll give you an easy ride for the first hundred days. It's like, oh, Mr. President, you do support me. Um, and, but it also... The, you know, the, the whole arc of, if there was an arc in this episode, it was the demasculation of Tom and mm. and bringing him literally to breaking point. And Nate was a great kind of way of doing that. And Nate said something to Kendall where he said, like, I, I can't be seen here. This isn't good for me. Like, they think yeah, they're doing this that, king there was making. That, there was that other guy, wasn't there, behind? Who they kept referring to, like, another guy that was like, oh, Well, there was like, someone else that he was with, but I, the thing I picked up on was he mentioned Gil who was the guy that mm. Nate worked for in season one. Who, and Shiv. Yes. And yeah. Gil was the older guy that dealt with, Lo- you know, him and Logan were like the old boys. And something yeah. that Nate did say was like, we're not Logan and Gil. Like we're not that's them. And that's yeah. a good thing. Mm-hmm. This is the, the thing that you can do in this. This is a big transitional moment. It's like you can either continue doing things the way they've always been done, or you can see this as a, a circuit breaker. Yeah. Let's not play not our fathers because i know gil's not nate's father but let's yeah. not do the things that the previous generation has done let's try and be yeah, better yeah, let's yeah. break the wheel essentially exactly yeah. um ken seemed completely thrown by that it was like but the, dad always yeah. does a tailgate party he always invites these 40 people yeah. so where else do we want to talk what else do we want to talk about so we have well, talked look, about jerry we've talked about greg i think roman roman's a good one to just to quickly touch on yeah let's step into roman he had a weird one i think all I think over the place he's you know, I think the phrase that came to my mind or the phrase that I wrote down was like, you fuck about, you get found out. And, and 
he is just floundering a bit. He's just not really, he's kind of like, he's tied himself to Mencken. Mm. Um, and is, is, is being the unofficial kind of like mouthpiece for Mencken speaking to Connor. Yes. Um, which I think is going to play out badly for him. Uh, Definitely. Because even Kendall, I think, you know, we had that scene with, with, um, uh, or with his wife, with his ex-wife, um, rather, rather at the beginning, his kids are getting bullied because of ATN. Um, I was raising your daughter while you were running a racist news organizations. I'm across six continents to make the world safe. Um, yeah. all of that kind of stuff. And that was just great, great reminder that like they are in, they are in a bubble, but other people feel the effects of their decisions yeah. and their behavior yeah, and things. Precisely. So Roman, leaning into Menken is going to play out badly for him. And then there was the Jerry yeah. thing, which was a disaster for him. You know, really rattled him. On a personal level and on a professional level, even though he's got the blessing of, he's got the blessing of Kendall, but I think Kendall is going to use that against him in the next episode. And I thought it was really interesting that he went after the speech at, at Logan's I funeral. thought that was really interesting that Kendall r- relinquished it, you know, he was yeah. so high off his supply from last week. I thought mm. there was going to be more, but yeah, that'll be interesting to explore. Interesting that Roman wants to do it. Um, Kendall, maybe Kendall's sort of, because he's charting a new course, he doesn't feel the need to be his father's son in that official capacity. Whereas, yeah. and Shiv also has got this real sense that she doesn't know whose side she's on. Maybe yeah. Roman needs that more than ever because he's tried behave. He's tried behaving like his father, and it hasn't worked. You know, he said yeah. to Jerry, "Like Dad fired you all the time," but yeah. what Logan didn't do to Jerry was send multiple hundreds of pictures of his genitals. He's kind of realised that there are boundaries. This family is also a business, and there are lots of complicated boundaries that bring to yeah. mind for me, like the Mission Impossible, like lasers everywhere. Like there is everything is meticulously that, cordoned off. Logan knew how to go down and yeah, out and to, to kind really of maneuver to navigate through. The yeah. kids are just setting off all kinds of alarms because they can't separate the two. The second thing that you mentioned is interesting because we saw, we had that, that was a that was mirrored by Matson as well with Oscar. Mm. It's like, oh, you sack me all the time. You're not going to sack me. You know, that kind of yeah. thing. It happened quite and with Eber as well. But with Jerry, it was kind of like, yeah, that's not going to wash with me because I'm old money. And and, and can, she's also like, and, I don't trust you. I'm not getting behind you. You know, yeah. you're not a leader. I don't, I don't believe this. You know, Logan, again, like kind of the reason he is missed on this show is that you're like, he did always, they, they always had him playing some kind of game, some sort of strategy, some kind of system. There was always mm. a sense of order, even in the chaos, even in the insults. And with the kids, there's just not a through line running through any of it. Uh, Shiv no. yeah, yeah. has really confidently um, hitched her wagon to Lucas. Mm. And she even said in the uh, the coat room, boardroom, as I've called it, uh, she even said, look, I need a, I want a job out of this. I want the, the very, 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 very top job. And he's kind of was like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. She's kind of realized that like, she's nothing to him and he will not even give her what she wants. I'll tell you what, hold that thought. We're going to go for a break. And when we come back, let's get into the Tom and Shiv balcony mm-hmm. scene. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to The Sound of Succession. We are discussing Season 4, Episode 7. I don't know what the title of it was called. It was just Tailgate Party. Tailgate Party. Yeah. Um, okay, so quite a bitty episode bits and pieces and flashes of brilliance but it really really felt like it was saving it was saving itself for the last kind of 10 minutes really and it mm. all kind of for me it all started off with this there are maybe 40 of the most important people in america and you have just walked all around all evening telling them all that i'm going to get fired no it was implied lightly as a little Part of a tactical kind of joke. <laughs> tactical joke. Um, a tactical then, kind of joke. Yeah. Tactical kind of joke. And yeah. And then we get the impression that all throughout the party, everyone was kind of like making these asides. And then Lucas, with his kind of like non-filter, just came out and said, "This you're kissing my ass." No, no. I'm not <laughs> kissing your ass, Lucas. You're too smart. You spotted a mile no. off. <laughs> hey. I'm about to take a shit in your husband's mouth, and I'm pretty sure he's going to tell me it tastes like Coco Man. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> no, but seriously, it's a really, really nice place. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, who'll get to keep it in the divorce? <laughs> <laughs> Greg, uh, laughing at just a little bit too loudly there. So, hmm. what did you make of the... the I guess right at the beginning, one of the first scenes we saw Tom making breakfast, or, or rather Tom, the butler making breakfast, and Tom taking the credit for it. Yeah, yeah. They're, he, they've made up, there was discussion of like, oh, we'll just tell people we were on a break and, and it's all good. Yeah. They're clearly um, enjoying each other's company a lot, as the text messages said. He was sexting while Greg fired all those people. He said, 
she said, is your, is your dick too broken after I wrote it for so long? And he's like, nope. <laughs> Even when she's sexting him, she's sort of like, I've broken you. I've, yeah. I've, uh, you know, it's so, it's so deep anyway. And the scorpion gift was, was, was weird, right? Do mm. you think Tom, do you think Tom meant that with any intentional malice? No, or if it was just I like a subliminal so. thing. I think he just I think, thought it was kind of funny. I think a couple of things about the scorpion. I think first of all, when you have that kind of money, things mean nothing. Well, the watch. Tom bought the watch for Logan in the Tom first. Tom bought the watch for Logan. Yeah. Connor bought like Churchill's dick or some artifact. You remember? There's all these kind of mummified, <laughs> like whatever it was. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm spitballing. <laughs> The, there's no sentimentality to anything because nothing means anything to them because nothing mm. is on the scale. You know, you you could buy a Greek island, half a Greek island, and it's like, okay, yeah. now what? You know. So what I think on some, this? I think yeah. gifting has always been like difficult for them. I think in terms of the actual like scorpion itself, I think Tom thinks he's being clever, and I think Shiv sees a scorpion and is just like, no, I get it, but like, why are you giving me this? This is the yeah. thing that is because also it's not not even her birthday. It's not an anniversary, so she's kind of like a reconciliation mm, gift. Yeah, yeah. But also, I mean, you know, you look at the box, you look at the wrapping. I mean, this is hundreds of pounds, maybe more, thousands, right? It's not like thousands. a it would like be, a, it'll it's be like some, a paperweight. Be some rare, kind of. It would have been the last of its kind scorpion, the last yeah. on earth. It's like a paperweight, yeah. right? Like you kind of just yeah. put your put it on. I just thought it was a really interesting way to communicate. Like, yeah. There's nothing you, nothing he can get her. He can't even buy her like a Ralph Lauren jumpsuit because she's like, "Well, I have them. I have yeah. some." Or yeah. you don't know my size, or I wouldn't wear that. Or you know, if he bought her, like, I know Tom is not as rich as these guys, but if he buys her a, a yacht, she's like, "Well, I could buy a yacht." Yeah. Exactly. What is you it's getting this get. for me doing? And you know. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was an interesting marital almost bliss in that they were sort of reconciled. But yeah. Interesting to sort of um, compare, though, like when everybody was upset about being fired at ATN, Tom was doing the crying, you know, eyes say, woo, 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 like that. And then when he finds out that he's on the chopping block, he's like, this is the worst thing anyone's done to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but I think for Tom, he, he really thought he'd got into this upper echelon of society and he'd yeah, he got in through marriage, but he's also worked up the corporate ladder. And I think to find out that mm. everyone there immediately sees him as the person that doesn't belong as as really gets to him. Yeah, um, yeah. even 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 Kendall and Rome were like, "Go, Tom! Yeah, we got you back, bro." And he was just like, "Oh, great!" You know. But I that, but what was his job? Was, what was his job before when we first met Tom? What did he ooh, do? Has he always question. been at eight? No, was, it, was he not on cruises? He was managing resorts south and central. Which means like... So not even like all the resorts. Tom and Shiv, unexpectedly for me, are the sort of lifeblood of this season. They haven't been the focal point of the drama for quite a long time. But on this season, they're every episode, there's a gut punch. And we got such yeah. a huge gut punch in this episode. Uh, they finally had the big row. They, they cleared the air, Chris, let's be honest. With <laughs> They were just clearing the air. It's like it was brutal, right? Yeah, and and she he still doesn't know she's pregnant. I kept thinking this is when he's gonna she's gonna drop it. Well, exactly. So this was the moment. This was it. I think you are incapable of love. 
And I think you are maybe not a good person to have children. Well, that's not very nice to say, is it? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but you, you, you have hurt me more than you can possibly imagine. And you? You took away the last six months I could have had with my dad. No. Yes. No. Yes. You sucked up to him and you cut me out. It's not my fault that you didn't get his approval. Oof. I mean, I don't know if you've ever cleared the air uh, with Mr. Mandel, but it rarely unearths, you know, it rarely picks a scab that deep, right? I mean, Mr. Mandel meaning my dad or? <laughs> no, Rob. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hasn't taken my name yet, but there's plenty of time for that, just in case he's listening. <laughs> that conversation was harrowing. Yeah. And they got a lot off their chest. Now, the Shiv comment about, because of you, I didn't get to see my dad. I've never really thought of that as a big thing for her to be grappling no, with. But yeah. I think that since, just came out of nowhere. Well, I was trying to think, you know, obviously she's spitballing, but like, it's been three months since the season three finale. Right? Yeah. It was a few months. So I'm kind of like, six months? That's come out of nowhere. But her point is that, yeah, she seems to really resent the fact that he him dobbing on the kids in the season three finale is, is what meant she hasn't seen much of him. Yeah. He kind of says, you know, the two things can happen simultaneously. You can be yeah. cut out of the company and your dad might not love you. <laughs> well, he said, um, he went on and he said, he said this, which I thought was really, really good. Hold on a sec. You can, can, I don't know, listeners can tell I've worked out how to play clips on this now. <laughs> so, uh, th- this for me said it all. You want to actually clear the air? Fine. You betrayed me. You were going to see me get sent to fucking prison, Shiv. And then you fogged me off with that fucking undrinkable wine and you won't have my baby because you never even thought, honestly, you'd be with me more than like four fucking years. Uh, I mean, you can't argue with any of that, to be fair. (laughs) No. All of this argument, the mud slung from both sides was, was valid mud. I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we saw last season, the stuff about prison, it was played as a joke, but legitimately Shiv was like, you should go to jail Mm. and I might not be here when you get back. And I think, yeah, yeah, but the repeated jabs about children were incredibly barbed and Shiv still didn't drop the bomb that she's pregnant. Exactly. But, but they really cut her. Like they did. She said, well, that's, you know, she, you know, all of the kind of like foul language and stuff that they were saying. When he said that, I don't think you're the right person to have children. She would, well, that's not a very nice thing to say. Yeah. She gets really stung her. Yeah. Sometimes when she's hurt, she does speak like a child like this. Mm. That's not very nice. She gets Mm. into this real, like she's almost stunned. She's too stunned to actually come out with anything clever or anything wounding. It's just, I can't believe you would say that to me. And obviously yeah. the, the layer of irony is we know she is currently pregnant and she may well yeah. have a child. And to bring a child into the world when someone has told that to you is horrifying. But mm. yeah, it made me think that the child, it may never get mentioned. She may never tell anyone. But this is what I said last week. 
This is what you said last week. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I think it's just going to be a cloud that that will just leave us guessing. We'll be hoping. For and the, it's the uh, permanent the question mark: is what will happen to that child, mm. and what kind of world is are they going to be born into? The other thing that she brought up, which I sort of forgot, is that she said, "You proposed to me when my father was dying." Mm. Which yeah. was episode two. They got yeah. f- unofficially engaged in episode two in the of the hospital. show. In the hospital. Which I've yeah. completely forgot. Yeah, um, she wasn't happy about it at the time, was it? And pe- even people were kind of, I remember, seem to remember like Kendall and Rome just like, what, now? Really? You're doing this now? It's like, you know, it's a bit of a faux pas, isn't it? It's the same as getting yeah. engaged at someone else's wedding, isn't it? Yeah. But, uh, you know, and I think part of us could maybe even say of Tom, you're no, you're no fool. Like, you need to... Get in now, because like Logan might be going. Yeah, you know, obviously we yeah. knew with with the with the foresight he was going to Logan was going to be around for many years, but mm. the argument was just some of the most incredible acting from those two. Uh, oh, but I'm just it's, constantly struck by the fact that the only uh, like romantic relationship is not the most effective way to describe Tom and Shiv, but. Their relationship is the only one of its kind on the show. Willow and Connor, maybe, but they're not really in the show as much. There's real stakes because you can walk away from this. You can walk away from the relationship in a way that you can't walk away from your family. And yet they are constantly drawn back to each other. And Yeah, well, they didn't even, you know, they still stayed under the same roof. They're still staying there tonight by all all accounts, by the looks of things. Um, one one question I have um, wasn't raised wasn't addressed in this episode. Uh, who's looking after that poor dog while everyone's at the the party? It, it must it must have been in the crate still in the kitchen, just like with maybe Greg was tasked with so like, noisy slipping a bonio in every now and then. <laughs> maybe Oscar and giving the dog a biscuit. <laughs> yeah, maybe Oscar fed him an edible. Who knows. <laughs> I just thought uh, poor dog would be so noisy. You know, they can get a bit, they can get a bit stressed when there's a lot. Well, of to, maybe they moved everything into storage because I didn't see the iMac on the on the bedroom counter anywhere either. I know. <laughs> it's funny. It's 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 funny. I think when we saw that uh, earlier in the season, we were like, God, what a great bonkers townhouse. In this episode, because there were so many people, it looked so claustrophobic and tight and condensed. And- yeah. But, you know, there was only like 40, 50 people in there, right? And it's like, I can I, get it's, 30 people in this one bedroom flat yeah. and it's, it's doable. I think it's an interesting observation, actually, because when you're not rich and you have a party, you dream of hiring out a place. Yeah. It's like, I imagine if we could like hire out the rooftop at yada yada. Yeah, the shard or whatever. Yeah. And that's like a bit of a, a pipe dream. But then I've been invited to a few like rich people parties and they always have them in their homes. It's utterly bizarre. Mm. And rather than like say, oh, I've just rented out the Ivy for a night or mm. I've taken out the top floor of Shoreditch House and I've got the, the whole bowling alley, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Um, they have them in their house. And I think it's a real weird flex of intimacy, of fake intimacy. Yeah, yeah. But Where also I like, think their relationship to their home is not the same as ours. Yeah, but I've but I've been to I've been to rich people's where that's not the case, where right, it actually is right. still their home and their kids are kind of like just in the next room watching telly. 
And it's, wow. just, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of weird. And they've got caterers in, and they've got all the all the rest, and it's a big old thing, like. And it's just like, well, why have you done it here? This is really strange because I wouldn't. My first thought would be, I'm not having all these people in my house. No, <laughs> you no, know? these these aren't family. It's not like a family. It's it's not like a four. But also, yeah. yeah, it's a bit like I guess when you're catering, when you've got when you have a, even just a cleaner coming in to fix it the next day, yeah. It is a, it's a temporary setup that you can very quick, it's like an etch-a-sketch, you just wipe it and then it's like... I thought like, that when Shiv, and, when Shiv and Tom were lying in bed, I was like, there must be so much mess there. Has, has someone, is that all gone? That must be yeah. like, like the stress of having to wake up and deal with like Cups 50, and, 50 yeah. dirty champagne glasses and like, blocking the dishwasher. And like, oh, yeah. someone's, the foil from the lid of the wine, someone's put it in the sink and I can't get it yeah. out. And yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I always get really, oh my God, yeah. Well, when I have a house party, I'm always like, look, I've got a bin bag in the hall for empties <laughs> yeah, and then someone's just chucked it in the, the food, the bin that has the food, oh. you know, and I'm like, oh, for goodness sake, now the bin won't right. close and now the door yeah. won't close on the bin cupboard and you think, for goodness right. sake. Everyone out. Everyone Everyone out. get yeah. out. Yeah. Hopefully your issues may be like appeased by what happens in episode eight because I think it's just a set to for, for this one. Should we, should we do our, uh, we Let's do our do it. watch? Let's so we're going it. in now, watching the uh, the preview for America decides. That's the information. It's like a bottle of fine wine. You save it for a special occasion, and then you smash someone's face in with it. This could be the most important election in our lifetime. Oh, I feel sick. Oh, why? It's fun. It's only spicy because if my team wins, they're gonna shoot your team. Give me some sugar, man. Maybe everyone voted for me. We don't know. Schrodinger's cat. Schrodinger's cat, Tom. This is crazy. We all want to stop Madsen, right? Mm-hmm. Every vote must be counted. This is about the future of the country. False flag. You can't just say false flag false every time flag. you don't fucking agree with something. Hmm. Looks good. Oh. Looks good. Looks tense. Looks like it's all going to take place... In the build, in the ATN building, by the looks yeah. of things, it's um, um, really interesting that they. It seems very people are on different sides. It feels like that's yeah. notable that um, Shiv has backed. Oh my god, I'm Google this. What's the name of the left candidate? Daniel Jimenez. Yes, I'm sure he was mentioned last season as like maybe a Hispanic or a Mexican president right. elect. That like that was okay. all very exciting. I think yeah, but I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, I think the politics so, yeah. stuff on Succession is hard. I think it's very hard when you're this late in the game to. But I, I just if any, I think the show threads the needle very well, and I think mm. the the thing at the top of this episode where um, Rava was saying like, "Look, the things you're doing are having an impact on everyone around you." Yeah, you know, the show's good at that um, without making it about politics. So, really excited for that. With some good glances from Kendall to. Greg there as well across the newsroom. I don't know whether it was like an editing thing or not, mm. or what was going on there. But was, I do um, think these trailers are really well edited and sometimes... Yeah, true. They the know how to... Not the, yeah, true. Yeah, 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 yeah. But... Let's see. Okay, three more. The, the end is in sight. We've got, a, we've, got, we've got an election, we've got a funeral, and we've got a finale. That's not a bad trilogy of uh, episodes to come, is it? Damn, I can't wait. Exciting times. I'm really looking that forward to the you... funeral. That's going to be really, really exciting. There you go. Ray of sunshine. <laughs> um, 
thanks so much for listening, everybody. Get in touch uh, at dragoncast underscore pod or email dragoncast at daftdoris.com. Um, we are aware that we are woefully behind with our Thrones rewatch. Yes. You know, IRL has, uh, has stuck a stick in the spokes, but we will get back onto it. It's uh, just this been week. a bit of a week. It's been a lot. <laughs> it's been a lot. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Um, um, I hope you enjoy it. And uh, we will see you. We will see you next week. Have a good one. All right. Bye. This is the Sound of Succession podcast with Jamie East and Chris Bender. It's part of the Dragon Cast series where we talk about the best TV shows in the world. HBO, please don't sue us. You know what to do? Like and subscribe. Ah, fuck off. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.